again, it's hard right now and it's uncomfortable. Man, I got this dream. And when this dream comes true, things are gonna be different in my life. Things are gonna be so much better. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am pleased to be with you today. Happy February 12th. And uh, we're, we're going to have a uh, pretty deep conversation, I, I think, today. This is something that has always hit home with me, but there were some things over the weekend that actually uh, brought this out uh, for me. Um, and really, you know, it's funny for me, a lot of times the topic that I'm going to talk about on these Mindset Mondays doesn't come to me until Sunday, but they always come. And, and this was one that kind of hit me with a, a sledgehammer. And, and what we're going to talk about today is who inspires you and how are you staying ensuring that you're being inspired and then that you're in turn inspiring others. And uh, we're going to ha uh, have some conversation around that. And I, as I'm talking about it, I want you to kind of think about, you know, kind of take that inventory for yourself of the people uh, around you, the people that maybe you've never met, but you, um, you're, you're inspired by the life that they live. Maybe it's a celebrity, maybe it's a, an athlete and you're inspired by certain things about them. I can tell you that I have often been inspired by, by athletes and it's not by the, 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 the athletic prowess that they present. It's more of the, the thinking, the mindset to get to a level that they have been able to get to in life. Because I know that that athletic prowess that we see on the basketball court or on the football field, wherever it is, it, it started with a thinking that created a behavior that then caused action that led to the results that we end up seeing. And in many cases, it's a level of thinking that is far beyond most people and even the other athletes. That's what makes them stand apart from the, the other athletes. And I'm going to, I want to see if I can share a, a video here. Um, this is one for me and I'll, I'll kind of share this story after, but this is what hit me yesterday when I was, uh, taking a look at uh, just on social media before the the football the the Super Bowl um, occurred yesterday, I came across this video, and it was this video of Kobe Bryant. And um, let me know. I'm gonna mute myself so we don't get any background noise. But let me know if you don't hear the the video when it starts. Why do all right. How about now? No, so it's not just no, here. It, I'm turning it up. So. All right, let me start that at all. I didn't. I mean, was wondering. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if he's got like Taylor Swift in his car? I do. Really? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's important to listen to people who do great things. You know, so it's not just uh, genre specific. 
but it's like, you know, Taylor's been at the top of the game for a very, very long time. How and why? You know, how does she write? How does she get into that mental space to be able to create things over and over and over? It's, it's a lot of pressure for her to follow up a number one album with a better album. They'll follow with a better, like, I don't care if you like her music or if you don't like her music. Look at what she's in, what she's doing. That's frightening. Yeah. And it's unbelievable to be able to pull that off over and over and over and over. And so I'll look at things like that and try to learn from it as much as I can. You hear about her standing up to Spotify or all these, I mean, she, Metallica did that in the early, when you and I were probably in like, I don't know, college, high school. Yeah. But like, uh, that's tough for, you didn't say she would be like, no, I'm not going to do, I'm going to do it my way. It was like from afar, like I know she has to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, she's sweet. Yeah. I mean, she was a sweetheart to my girls before she blew up came to so that's why like, I always she needs it I mean, I'm always there but you can't have that level of consistent success and not be a killer it's impossible that's great it's, it's like, awesome it's funny to think of Taylor Swift as you know, absolutely it's it's totally it. 100% alright okay so what I took away from that number one um, you cannot uh, be really on this planet these days, especially if you're a football fan or just in general in the U S and not know who Taylor Swift is over these past, you know, six months, her name has, you know, in the football world has really been in that area because of who she's dating. But many people, most people probably knew who Taylor Swift was before that. And we had our opinions of who she was as an artist or as a person and uh, but what I took away from this, because I knew who Taylor Swift was before the football season started. I knew who she was during the season. But because of this gentleman and the impact that he, Kobe Bryant, has had on me since his passing, it made me stop to listen. And the reason is because he said the same thing that I believe in regards to you have to be able to. Um, identify greatness and be able to to learn from it and even if it's in a different genre than what you are in and that's one of the things that I I did with Kobe I want to just kind of share with you my my book ignite your greatness the last chapter of this book is called the last chapter and it is dedicated to Kobe Bryant and his life because in the book I talk about identifying our own greatness inside and understanding that greatness is not something that you achieve it's something that you reveal it's something that's already inside of you and you're just pulling back the layers to share it with the world and when I looked at Kobe Bryant's life the day after his passing I started writing that last chapter because what it it amounted to me is when we live a life in our own greatness we live a legacy behind that will outlive us for years, for decades, for centuries. And that's truly what I believe in his 41 years of life that he was able to do so much to the point that anytime I am scrolling and I come across something that says Kobe Bryant or a video of Kobe Bryant, and if I haven't seen it, or even if I have seen it, I stop and I listen to it because I tell myself, I'm gonna pull something from this that's gonna make me better. And so when I saw that yesterday, here was this person is saying, no, I, you know, here it is. I'm this 
this big athlete, but no, I listen to Taylor Swift. I have her in my car and the, the, uh, the gentleman interviewing him at first thought it was funny until he explained how he uses that as a resource to make him better. So that's what we're talking about today is who inspires you? Who is it that is, is, is feeding into you? They probably don't even know it, especially if they're, they're famous. The chances are you, you may never meet them, but they can still be a mentor in a sense to you. And, you know, the, the one thing I'll, uh, I'll kind of get off that story in regards to that video I just showed, but guess what? Guess who is now studying Taylor Swift? Since I've seen that video, I've now looked at different speeches and different interviews that she's done, and I've already pulled information um, in regards to her thinking and her mindset that has created a certain behavior in her that has created the success that she has had in, in life. And now finding the ways that I take what I've learned from her in a less than 24 hours and apply it to my own life. So again, as I, as I said, there, there are people out there that inspire you. And I think the important thing is if you say that, you know, oh, I'm inspired by Oprah Winfrey and, and the, I know her story and I know the, the life that she, she had before she became this big name uh, of Oprah Winfrey. I know the struggles that she had, but do you know the mindset that she was in? Do you know the thinking that it took from her to be in a place where she was a, a, a news reporter, a news anchor, and demoted from that position, um, and how after being demoted, she had to still continue to move forward and pursue her, her uh, career in, in television. When you understand the thinking of what she did, that's where you're starting to really dive into, okay, these are the, the, the components of her thinking that I can use for my, my own business. And so that is something for me that ha has become very paramount in regards to when I'm, I'm continuing to learn. One of my, uh, I, I say mentor, never met him before, but I've listened to so many things uh, that he's put out. And that's Warren Buffett. Um, Warren Buffett is a mentor to me on a couple of different aspects. One of them is just from a standpoint of longevity. When I was really first introduced to, to Warren Buffett, I knew who he was, but really understanding who he was, I think at the time he was probably about 85, 86 years old. He had done a, a documentary uh, that was on um, HBO, and I looked at this documentary. And again, I'm always pulling the things, the things that are unsaid uh, or re reading between the lines. And what I saw in this documentary is this 85-year-old man. He was, at the time, he was the fourth richest man in the world. But he was getting up in the morning and going to the office. He was still going to work. He was 85 years old. And what I understood about that is we live this life um, in when we're working of the, the holy grail for us is getting to retirement. And we look at retirement of no longer working, no longer doing, um, you know, the things that we did in our thirties and our forties and so forth. But here it is the fourth richest man in the world who, if anyone has an excuse not to work, 
was still going to work. And that why was he doing that? Because he was passionate about what he was going to. And what I loved about it is at 85 years old, again, having a thinking of what 85 years of life looks like on the body, that he would be slow, that he would, he would have someone uh, driving him to work. No, he was walking from his house uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. That's just your, your average everyday looking house into his Cadillac that he was driving and he had a step. He had vigor in his step. So what I saw was someone that was excited about going to work. And for me, it, it, it took just seeing that, that scene on this, this documentary took me from a place of understanding. Well, first of all, I'm never going to consider retiring from life, retiring from everything that I'm doing. I'm just going to find things that I'm passionate about and continue to do things. Because I know for me, I am wired as a person that has to constantly be doing something. Now, I can tell you, I retired from the Denver Police Department as a police officer, uh, excuse me, 10 years ago. And that for me was saying I retired from ever working for someone else again. And I, I stayed true to that for the last 10 years. But I can tell you, I will never retire from doing things that I enjoy and, and um, also doing things with a purpose behind it. I, I, I can never see myself, you know, solely just being, you know, 365 days of my life just on vacation and really um, not doing anything to, to better other people or to better the world. Uh, that's just going to be a part of me. I mean, in my job as a, as a police officer, I served other people. In, in my, my career or time in the military, I served, you know, and so that's a part of who I am. And that's what gives me the vigor to get up and go and do every day. So I know that that's going to constantly be a part of me. So it gave me a different way of thinking when I saw that from, from Warren Buffett. Another lesson that I learned from Warren Buffett was that he, he reads six hours a day and usually about 500 pages. And he talks about how he doesn't, you know, being older, he doesn't read as fast as he used to, but he still makes it a point to read. And some of the people that he's reading about were Henry Ford, um, Abraham Lincoln. He was reading of people in the past and he was taking lessons. There were lessons that he learned from Henry Ford from the early 1900s that helped him to make decisions in regards to when he purchased, you know, the, the majority share of, of Coca-Cola and he applied those things that he learned that were, were business practices from the early 1900s from Henry Ford to Coca-Cola and he made billions doing so. So once again, this was a person that is already super successful that has taken lessons from the predecessors, from from his peers and apply them into his own life and into his own business and became even more successful. So it goes back to who inspires you. So I want to take the, these last 15 minutes. We're going to talk about just, I want to, you know, just kind of give you some ideas. If, if you're wondering to yourself, uh, who is it that, you know, inspires me? I have no idea, you know, who inspires me. Um, 
I want to share with you, I, I talked about Oprah Winfrey a minute ago and the fact, you know, I knew her story when I was in, in high school. I had learned of her story because the, the original Color Purple had come out and she just busts on the scene and, and she never looked back from that point on. But I didn't know of the story before the Color Purple. And when I learned of that story and I learned how, you know, again, she had been demoted from a news anchor position, it really put in, in the worst position of our life financially for a period of time and was able to turn that around to become the first African-American woman multi-billionaire. I mean, that says a lot about being able to be resilient and, and still forge ahead when you have passion and belief in yourself. And so her story from that standpoint uh, is, is just truly amazing. And I'm going to actually share, I'm giving you a, a gift today. There's a, um, a 30 minute video and it is called, it's, it's uh, Oprah Winfrey and it's just segments of speeches that have kind of been put together. It is called uh, 30 minutes to your next 30 years of life. And I just started listening to it. I found it this morning, just started listening to it. And I got in, I didn't get more than two minutes in and I was already taking notes of things that I am going to be applying to my own life. So I can tell you, it, it's just powerful. Um, the messages that are already out there, already around us, we just have to seek them. We have to find them. So I, I'm going to share that one with, uh, in regards to Oprah, but another one, uh, JK Rowling, we, we know her from the Harry, Harry Potter books. And, but did you know the struggle that she had as a, as a single mother, um, that was on, on welfare in Scotland at the time. And she was rejected multiple times on, on the book, the book, the first book for Harry Potter was rejected multiple times. Now I want you to think about this for a second. When, when you're going through a challenge and, uh, you're financial, financially, um, really in a desperate situation. And you have the, you, you have an option of continuing to follow this dream that you truly believe in or put the dream on the shelf and go get a job or go get some means to take care of right now. So many people, so many people will take that second option of putting the dream on the shelf. And a lot of times what we'll tell ourselves is I'll get back to it. Okay. This is temporary. And, and that dream on the shelf starts to collect dust and eventually you forget about it. And you're in this, this rat race of life of just showing up for a job that you're not really happy for and, and, and doing the, the, the things that you know, you could be doing better. And it eats you up inside that you're not pursuing your dream, but you're now stuck into this, this mold of feeling like this is what I have to do just to survive. And so when you can take a story like JK Rowling's and understand that, no, I don't, I, you know, again, it, it's hard right now and it's uncomfortable, man, I got this dream. And when this dream comes true, things are going to be different in my life. Things are going to be so much better. And when you can understand that there are people that have done the things that your, your challenges right now have already been accomplished by others. They've moved through them. This becomes that person that inspires you. And like I said, now you start to dig deeper into, okay, what was her thinking in those moments? 
what was the behavior that pushed her through to be able to persevere? So um, uh, J.K. Rollins is another one. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is, when you think about visionaries, uh, I mean, his his face should be in, in the dictionary next to the word visionary. I think he was truly, you know, uh, of our time, one of the biggest visionary thinkers. And here it is. It's been probably 15 plus years since his passing, but the majority of us are using some type of device that he created, whether it's an iPhone, iPad, MacBook, whatever the case may be. Um, his vision continues to go on. His legacy continues to go on. And this was someone that dropped out of college after one semester. And what he did is he ended up taking courses uh, he, he stayed at the school for the, the second semester, but he didn't go to his classes. He went to the classes that interest him. And one of them was a calligraphy class. And it was through this class that it helped to build the foundation of what became the Macintosh uh, down the road. So it, it's funny in life how sometimes we're, we're on this path of what society says we should be doing. But we decide to take a step out on faith and do what's in the heart. And it opens up the doors to creating something profound for us. And again, so very powerful story. And like, like I said, you can see that each one of these stories, I take bits and pieces of it and understand how I can apply it to my own life to, to be able to make a difference. I'm going to give you just a one or, one or two more. One of my favorite, and I wrote about Bethany Hamilton in my book, uh, but Bethany Hamilton was a, a surfer. At 13 years old, she was a surfer, and she was attacked by a shark, and she ended up losing her arm. And her story is just so powerful. There's actually a, a, a movie about it called Soul Surfer. If you ever get a chance to look at it, I, I highly recommend it. Um, she's so passionate about surfing and she believed she had unwavering faith that even with losing her arm, that she could still be a, a great surfer. And she got back out on the water. Think about this for a second. You're attacked by a shark in the water. A month later at 13 years old, a month later, she was back in the water surfing again. Why is this? Because this was her passion. This was her calling. This was her purpose. And she was not going to allow something to stop her from doing what she was supposed to be doing. And two years later, she was a national champion in surfing at 15 years old and, you know, doing it with, you know, with one arm versus having both limbs. So again, very powerful story. And once again, when you can Look at the movie Soul Surfer and you take these bits and pieces, these little bit of nuggets that you get out of the movie or you you listen to some of her her speeches around, you know, being able to persevere, being able to to overcome the challenges and have a faith that's so unwavering that you can't help but but progress forward. Um that those are the things that we we have to have in our own lives. Um just being able to understand that Everything is not going to line up. Everything is not going to be be comfortable in life. Uh, we're, we're going to have those challenges and understanding how to be able to work through those challenges are, are really the, the keys 
And I want you to also think from a standpoint, this is something where I go through challenge. I often say that I'm going through this so that I can get through it and I'm going to be better on the other side. It's just like going to the gym and when you're lifting weights, you're, you're, you're res the resistance from the weight that gravity is creating makes you stronger because when you push through the resistance each day, each week, each month, you're getting stronger. What's no different than when you're doing, you're, you're dealing with the resistance in life, when you're dealing with the resistance in your business, because when you push through it and you have now done something that you didn't think you could do in the beginning, you have just strengthened your faith. You have just strengthened your knowledge of knowing how to get through challenging times. So it, it's just the same as being in the gym and, and dealing with that type of resistance um, in your life. And now it's important for you to be able to go share that message with others because there's someone out there that needs to know your story, that needs to know about the challenges that you've been through because it will inspire them. I often, you know, that we, we had that movie, Pay It Forward. I, I truly believe we live a life of being able to pay it forward. And that's something that's always been truly important to me. That's why, you know, with my team uh, here at EXP, what I know, my team knows. I don't hold anything back. I don't, you know, say, okay, man, this is a great, you know, opportunity for me to, to make more money, you know, in real estate. I need to hold this one close to the best. No, this is a great opportunity for all of us to make more money. That's how I look at it. And that's how I, I share things with the team. When I come across something new, they're going to come across something new. And, and again, it's just having a, a mindset and a belief that we all need to be able to pay it forward. And, and again, maybe it's from an inspiration standpoint, maybe it's from our business acumen, whatever the case may be, we all need to be able to share and pay those things uh, forward. So with that, I am, we got about four minutes. I do want to open it up just to see if anyone has any thoughts, any questions um, in regards to any of that. If anyone would like to share who inspires them and why, I would love to know, because again, it gives me the opportunity to look into someone else, maybe that I haven't looked into. So I'm going to go ahead and open that up. If, if anyone wants to share Don't be shy. All right. While I'm doing that, I'm going to grab this uh, this link for for Oprah. As like I said, when when I come across something, everyone comes across it. You know, I uh, I'm I'm sharing with everyone. So this was one for me. I just found it this morning, and this is my gift to you today. Uh, take thirty minutes to to take a, a an opportunity to to watch this video. Uh, I guarantee you, like I said, I got two minutes in and I was already writing notes. I still got to go back and watch the last 15 minutes of it, but I came away with it with wow, you know, and the only reason I came across it because I was researching what I was going to share with you guys uh, today. Um, so th that's the thing is that opportunities for, for inspiration and, and to be led in a d different direction are all around us. So I definitely urge you take a look at the the 30 minute Oprah video. I would love to hear back from you uh, what you got from it. If it was something inspiring and hopefully it sends you down another direction of other people that may inspire you. 
All right, folks, uh, it's been great being here with you uh, today. Uh, Can I say something? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, this is Chad Stafford. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so everything you're talking about in regard to the, the dreams and, uh, you know, between job, dreams, careers, things you might be really good at, but maybe you're not as passionate about one thing in particular. And I've always still dreamed of, of working in the music industry. And uh, and I know it's not an easy industry to get into. <laughs> and so I always think of like, okay, how can I do some of what I dream of while making money in real estate seem like that would make sense. But of course, then you're focusing on more than one thing, right? Kind of like, like, like Nico's got his band and you know does real estate and it seems like he has it balanced out pretty well with what he's doing but it's the music thing is the biggest passion and it's like how do i you know especially break into that kind of thing at 47 years old well you said um um let me uh, uh can you mute yourself uh, chad i think you're getting some back background but oh yeah sorry about that you said one thing in regards to that that um, has always kind of it's been like a chalk scratching chalkboard is the multitasking or doing more than one thing. Uh, for me, I have always done more than one thing. When I was a police officer, I was a real estate agent. I was also I had a catering business at one time. I had an alarm company. Um, I was a concert promoter. the The thing that I learned, and I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna make this quick. The thing that I learned early on in life is when I gave up on my dream. See, there's two things with with uh, pursuing your your dreams and and going after your purpose. There's two types of pain. There's the pain of purpose, and then there's the pain of regret. The pain of purpose is when you're going after the thing that you want. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have challenges along the way. There's going to be thorns. There's going to be uh, obstacles and potholes and all these things that can take you off to the path. And eventually, one of two things are going to happen. You're either going to break through and get to the dream or you're going to give up on it. And that's where you go into this pain of regret. And I, I learned this because I gave up on my dream of playing in the NFL uh, at 17 years old, I went in another direction. I went into law enforcement, um, had a great career there. But I can tell you for about 15, 20 years, it was always in my head. What if? What if I would have stayed with it? And I had so much regret around it. And I finally learned how to turn that regret around. And I said, OK, this is a lesson learned. I don't like how this has affected me for so many years. I will never quit on another dream again. And, and to this day, I have not. And what I mean by that is when I have something passionate, Chad, your music is passionate to you. I can tell by you, you talking about it. Don't put it on the shelf. Don't put that dream on the shelf, pull it off, knock the dust off and figure out, you know, so what you just said is Miko is someone that you saw doing real estate, doing music. This is someone he obviously inspired you because you just brought him up. So this is something where maybe you have some conversations with Nico to find out how did you find the balance between the two? You start talking to other, there's so many artists, especially in this Denver area, 
that are doing. They they have a, a, a full-time job, but they're still working in their craft, working on their passion, talking to those folks, finding out how they found the balance, you know, talking, li- looking for YouTube videos of other people that you know that were balancing a career and balancing the dream and the goal of what they ultimately wanted to do. And eventually they broke through and the dream became the career. So, you know, and it doesn't have to be music. It, it, it could be other aspects of people that have done that. So that's what I would definitely urge you, you to do, uh, Chad, um, you know, and, and again, find that inspiration and, and, and take the, uh, take the dream off the shelf. All right. All right, folks, uh, we've gone over. So I, I, I definitely appreciate the time with you here today and uh, have a great Monday and I uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Thanks, Barry. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.